Hello. Welcome again to Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards for the week of January 24, 2011. This is episode 90, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing agency who puts on the podcast. And I'm joined over there by Go, Jackie, go. Over there. Jackie Ritako, account coordinator. And Adam Meyer, design director or creative director at Interval. My title changed a while ago, isn't it? I can be both. You could be. You don't get any more money, though. Well, I want to be. Well, we, we are. We are <laughs> in the health. The we are in the healthcare industry, so we should probably try to make our titles as long and convoluted as possible, and yes. have commas and semicolons and hyphens in there. And but the problem with acronyms. yours is that they're related. The related discipline. You need to like say you're the creative director and operation facility operation <laughs> and human resources. Yeah, but then you need all your right. credentials listed too. If you're actually like a doctor, or a like nurse. a CHI. Yeah, and then a comma A B C and a comma four right. five. It's just like shut up. We could come up with our own acronyms. I will be a what if we had P-O-S? to come up an acronym for Adam? What would it be? O I C U R A Q T C G T Chief Geek Technologist P O S. You say P O S P O S. <laughs> I was trying Sorry, to actually relate it to the actual person, but if you want to go there, <laughs> I'll leave. You guys can fight it out and then. Nothing but love. I'm kidding. <laughs> we could do that. Should we add that to our titles on our in the agency page? Just acronyms. make up some acronyms. Because there is like ABC and. That's an acronym? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Already been chewed? No, it's. Um, I don't know what it stands for, but it has to do with communications. Uh, it's like an IABC. Certification. I absolutely hate those acronyms. I hate most. I hate acronyms in ninety nine percent of the acronym cases. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So tired of them. <laughs> the worst are the ones that don't even make a damn word, and they still try to say it, make it a word. Yeah, it's like just shut up already. I'm with you. My mind's just <laughs> flooding full of examples that we probably should mention. <laughs> no, so. we probably shouldn't. <laughs> okay, should we talk about stuff? Or mine. Talking about stuff. Uh, I mentioned this last time about how, uh, well, we talked about my trip overseas and that I was off the grid. But I want to kind of dig in deeper because it really has hit me. And I wrote a blog post about it so we can provide a link to it. But uh, so, so the timing of this was holidays, which a lot of people are off the grid. And when I say off the grid, I mean, social, mean- I'm talking specific to social media right now. You mean out of pocket? <laughs> or out of pocket. <laughs> off the grid sounds more technology-like. True. Now, in Europe, I was off the grid, literally off the grid, because of AT&T's oh, yeah. entrapment plan, <laughs> which if you don't read the right way, you could spend hundreds of dollars downloading emails. So I basically went in airplane mode, which means for iPhone users, that means you get no cellular signal. Right. You, you can find have a Wi-Fi on. You can have Wi-Fi on, but then you have to find Wi-Fi hotspots. That shouldn't be too tough, I wouldn't think. This it was age. it wasn't too tough, but it wasn't like they were everywhere. Right. Uh, most of the time, you have to have a, you had to have a password, which when you're in France can be Tricky. difficult. Parlez-vous <laughs> français? Yeah. Right. Right. Croissant. <laughs> right. Croissant. <laughs> so so I was off the grid. There was the holidays where I was off the grid because it was the holidays. Right. I wasn't I wasn't really in social media. I wasn't really tweeting. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I was forced to be. And, and what really hit me was. I didn't get back into Twitter until I think about five days after my return. Okay. 
And then it was only because I was, you know, for people who have Apple computers, usually have your applications in the dock, Mm -hmm. which is just all the icons at the bottom or the side of your computer. And I happened to go down and open something else up, and I saw the tweet deck icon. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, Twitter. What's going on here? And I think I posted a tweet that said, oh, look at this, Twitter. I've been on here for weeks. I think it had been three or four weeks. I think I responded to something slightly inappropriate. You did. Yet funny. You did. Stephen Colbert. His his reference. His reference, yeah, for the past tense of tweets. (laughs) But it kind of hit me that... that, I can only uh, imagine. Yeah, it was not good. I didn't if miss it Meredith Veer, I can say it. I can say it. What's that? I said if Meredith Veer, I can say it live on yes, national television, then I can tweet it. Tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what hit me was I didn't miss it at all. And in fact, uh, I didn't miss, while I was off of Twitter specifically, though Facebook too, and you can lump LinkedIn in there. Though um, you did pop on Facebook yeah, at least once when you were over there. Facebook I posting? Did, I, did, I did once. Because I, w- I thought it was really appropriate because I was having a drink, Adam's favorite drink, <laughs> at what they claim to be the birthplace of said drink, yes. the sidecar. What's car. that? Oh, sidecar. Yeah. So I was at the bar that invented the sidecar. I just saw And the also Guinness. invented the Bloody Mary oh. and something else. Claimed to be. Okay. So I wanted to share that with Adam. So I did put that on Facebook. But I wasn't checking Facebook every day. I right. couldn't even do it. Um, I didn't miss it at all. And in fact... Having returned, it's been really nice. It's been peaceful and calm without constant social media engagement. Yeah. I can imagine. And even some things like, now I'm not listening to talk radio anymore. I listen to NPR. And part of that was, I think, because you heard the BBC a lot over there, and I liked the tone of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to NPR, it's so slow. The pacing is so slow. Yeah. 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 And and some of this may just be the European deal that everybody's, you know, laid back over there. Yeah. But really, to me, this was about stepping away from social media and and now going. My blog post was the first post I'd written in a month. And what was it about? About unplugging. Unplugging. (laughs) It was ironic that. But seriously, I I think Twitter has been fading for me for months and months. I never liked it from the get go. So. So you weren't there. I don't know about well, you, was, Adam. Never really I've never, it. I've never been. This is the wrong way to say it, but I was never a slave to it. Not that, not that, not not implying that anybody else here was. But oh. I think it's a good way. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people <laughs> yes. are. A lot of people live on there, and it's a little, yeah, yeah. it's a little odd. I never um, lived on there, but I did. Right. I did check it almost every day, and maybe and for a long period, probably tweeted every day. Well, because I felt like I was getting value out of that, and that's what slipped for me. Is I don't feel like. Right. There's really anything for me there anymore. I can appreciate the value for some people or organizations. Just personally, it's not something I can get into. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to. I don't use a, I really there. don't use it professionally. I mean, I don't follow. Yeah. I mean, I do have some marketers that I follow, but they're probably the most annoying people in my Twitter feed. <laughs> I follow people yeah. who yeah, are, who I'm more interested in for. Uh, well, I shouldn't say some of them are, I mean, are geeks, are tech people, but it's also, I mean, tech for me isn't, it's part of my career, but it's also something I would be doing if I built houses for a living because I love, I just love it. Even if I wasn't doing it professionally, it's something I'd be interested in and something I would follow. So I don't necessarily consider them, those right. people that I follow to be professional follow, followees right. or followers, followers, people I follow. Well, like for example, for, <laughs> in that, in that example that you're giving, I follow the pound, Healthcare marketing hashtag, so HCMKTG. 
I think is what it is. And I just don't even look at it anymore. I used to look at that every day. And now it's it's all it is is links. And that's that's right. the first sign to me is when I see my stream is all posts with links in it. All that is is everybody's got something to say. They're either forwarding something and they've got their own stuff. And to be fair, that's a lot of what I used to put out there. So right. I just I'd go on there and I'm like, I don't have time to sort through all these. These are people I've selected to follow, and I don't have time to, to, to sort through all these. Um, I just Twitter for me is it's going to be hard for me to, to try to get back in. And Facebook, I still check Facebook, but um, obviously it was nice to post pictures on Facebook to share with people from right. my trip. And I think, and we don't, you, I mean, we have a Facebook page for interval, but mm-hmm. I mean, as far as Facebook usage, I mean, a lot of marketing professionals use Facebook profes- professionally. I mean, I think they use it personally on some level too, but I know a few, the few, a few of the marketers that are, that I have allowed into my Facebook stream, it's obvious that they definitely use it per- probably more professionally than even personally. Or they've combined the two. A lot of times it is combined. Twitter. Right. And, and that can be, that can be annoying as yes. well. That can be really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never even thought to use my personal Facebook presence as a professional thing because it's, it's, it's not what I use Facebook for. I mean, like I said, we have a page and we update it here and here and there. And, yeah. But yeah, I don't use it personally for professional reasons. Well, so are you going to try and dive back in? and To Twitter? Yeah. Keep up like you used uh, to? Or? You know, I'll probably what I'll do is I'll monitor it still. Like, but, but when I monitor it, it's a couple times a week now. I yeah. mean, like I find people that have mentioned me and... and I feel well, well. Some of it was while I was gone, but but somebody, you know, somebody's reaching out or something, and uh, you know, I get I get a notification if it's a direct message right. through, twi- through Twitter, but I don't want to get one for every mention. So I, I don't know. I may be failing my followers, but well, the thing. I mean, if mm-hmm. if you're not, I think if there's not a passion for it or an excitement about it, or feeling like there's a reason to do it, then you shouldn't be no then you shouldn't be doing it. I think if most people who are in that boat stop doing it, you'd probably have a lot less of the crap coming into your feed. Possibly. I mean a lot of people's stuff I mean a lot of people just have it on 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 autopilot. It feeds like their they update their website and it shoots something into Twitter. They send an update to one place and it updates every damn thing right, they have. Right. Twitter, Facebook, whatever else they're using. Um mm-hmm. so it's just I don't know. A lot of people are are appear to be plugged into it, but are not plugged into it at all. They're just spewing crap into it. Spew. Spew. That's a spew. So now there's Twit Quora, <laughs> which all of a sudden is, I've, I've heard Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. See, I have not really heard about this. I've heard it like 10 times I haven't last used week. it, yeah. You talking about it today was the first time that I really <sighs> grasped what it was. I've never used it. I think I, I sent an email to a friend of mine who heard it. talked a little bit about Quora, and I said it seems like another... Um, self-absorbed social media fapping cul-de-sac of hell. <laughs> I went on cul-de-sac. it. I went because it's just. I think, the same. Show, I think we've got a show title. My my cul-de-sac. I mean, it's the same. It's just there the it same. Is. You're going in circles. Yeah. I went on it, and basically the format, if you're not familiar with Quora, is it's questions and answers. People post questions, and then other people answer, and you have the ability to like like or dislike an answer. So the best answers kind of rise to the top. And so the first time I went on there, the first thing I noticed was all the questions are social media related, 
which is just like drove <laughs> me nuts course. about Twitter. Yeah. It's like just because you're in social media doesn't mean you should be just talking about social right, media. Right. So that's the first thing I noticed. Now, I don't think it's universal, but that's what I caught. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same people I see on Twitter are on there. So that was like, oh, geez, here we go. The content was all, you know, it's the same thing. It's just basically everybody's got an opinion and now they have a, a larger format for it. There was also at least three posts. And I don't even know what I'm looking at, right? I, I log in and up come a bunch of questions with, with content. And I had the ability to follow the people in Quora who I also follow in Twitter. So I think I was seeing that stream of them. And there was at least three posts or messages or whatever they call them, <coughs> excuse me, of people calling out like, us people who have been on Quora have a, have a really, you know, we've really tried hard to make the content strong and, and it's been, been very frustrating over the last few weeks as new people come on and <laughs> do please follow our, you know, parameters and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, no. So there's that, there's that kind of self-righteous, we were here first, we know what we're doing, follow our methods or you're an ass <laughs> vibe. And I'm like, okay. I guess I won't be coming you know, you, back to Quora and, again. Yeah, I'm turning out of this cul-de-sac and moving on. You get that from all. I mean, Twitter was kind of the same way. Or, yes. You know, to some degree, maybe not quite to that extent, because I don't think people said there are rules you must follow. It was more like we were we we were cool before this became, you know, yes. we were doing the cool yes, thing before it became common. Um, that's exactly the vibe. But at the same time, the commu- communities, existing communities to these new tools have to be really careful about that because communities are what define quote unquote rules within these tools, like things within Twitter, right. hashtags and at signs mm-hmm. and how they eventually, um, I mean, they weren't like at signs in particular wasn't something new. T- it wasn't, they didn't start with Twitter. Um, it was people were using those to respond to people on forums and on message boards for years and years. Right. But Twitter said, Hey, you know, this is something people are really using. So let's integrate this into the system so that when someone does at whoever, you know, it links back to that person's name. Um, same with hashtags, same with other other features that have been integrated in there. There were things that the users created that the service right. didn't have built in. Um, so people, these existing users need to be careful with that. I mean, it's this is on a little bit of a different level. And in part, you can understand their frustration if people are just coming in and, and just spamming the hell out of it. And it used to be at one point with something that had a little more right. value on some level. Right. You can understand the frustration. But at the same time, you can't be like, some elitist Quora snob. That's, that's what it like, sounds like. I mean, there was one that was like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but there seems to be a flood of new people in the Quora, and it's very discouraging because we spent a lot of time. Or you may have noticed that the that some of the posts are really, you know, not following what we think Quora should be, and I'm just like, oh, and it's you know, it's people I recognize. It's the you know, and, I, and I just roll my eyes <laughs> yeah, and go, well, yeah. good luck to you. I I, yeah. I, I don't know what the I don't know if someday I'll be forced to go on to Quora and answer questions or be have a presence there, but I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It just it just really hit me in a bad way when I went on it. You know, I, maybe because you're already a little jaded to the whole. I don't know. You yeah, know, the it thing is like the same scene. Do you yeah. need, do you, do you need a place to? I don't know. Does, does the internet really need a place? Does the internet need that? Does the internet need a social media place? Is all about just asking questions when that's a natural part of every other social media outlet is question and answer type stuff. If you have a question, well, and the questions were like, "How should a hospital approach social media?" You know, and you just oh, go, you, gosh. you know, any, you know, it's, it's kind of the wisdom <laughs> the of the crowds. That's what they're trying to tap into. Um, and I, and I get that, but, but wh- my, my, read a book, right, or, or type it into Google. 
why do you need to go to, I mean... Well, or Bing is probably better than Google in that example. Why? I don't know. Bing seems to, <laughs> Bing seems to do a better Bing. job of providing I've used both. I, I don't, and I don't, I don't say why because I rip on Bing. Bing is a great search tool. I've used it for some things too. I, I pretty much get the same results either way, to be honest. If I, if I can't find what I'm looking for in one, I'll try the other, and typically I'll get the same results through either one. So I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm skeptical, but no, I I, I hear you. Let you guys go on and explore Quora. Come back with a report. <laughs> I don't think I I'll want, check I it out. And to. I'm sure I. It reminds me a little bit of um, of forums uh, when you go on and it's, it's a discussion board of some right, type, right? And yeah, rather than like- somebody like I've I've gone to a few and I've I've had a question, so I searched for that question and I really couldn't find the answer within the board, so I posted it as oh, a new yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then like the first three or four responses you get are the elitist board snobs right. from that board saying, "Why don't you just search for that question? It's been answered a million right. times." It's like, you know what? <laughs> you could have you could have saved. Is that how they sound? Yes, that's what they sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know what? You could have answered my question. In or provide a link. time, or provide yeah. a link in the same amount of time it just took you to be a complete asshole right. to me on your forum. So, Beep. yeah, I'm sure there'll be that. Oh, I'm guaranteed. Anyway, well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move off of that negativity, and let's let's go to uh, healthcare at Sam's Club. I know. Who'd Woo. have thunk? What do you got? <laughs> well, it's an article from CNN Monies. Dot com, which I think you posted, Chris. And essentially, beginning in May, um, there is going to be a package offered in addition to the milk, detergent, and toilet paper you can pick up. In bulk. <laughs> in bulk, mind you. Um, it costs $99, and it's called the Prevention Plan, and it's offered by U.S. Preventative Medicine. And um, it's basically a program that gives buyers access to the basic tools they need to evaluate their health. So for $99, this is what you get. Um, Buyers of the program get an annual subscription to a web-based program that includes an at-home blood screening test that tracks an individual's cholesterol, blood sugar, and hemoglobin levels. Okay. That information is then used to create a personalized prevention plan that identifies, prioritizes, and explains users' health risks and recommends steps to improve their health. Okay. The plan, however however, does not give you access to a doctor. So That's fine. Yeah. This stuff, this stuff is... Huh? Why would you do that? It's, it's wellness, sounds like. Preventative type things, being aware of your but, health. But that's what your primary care physician should be doing for you. But... But maybe this is for if people you, who don't but have also, also think health of what, insurance? Or yeah, but, yeah, but also step, step back and think... In the bigger, in the big picture here, and when we're looking at our our system, our society, and how healthcare costs are spiraling out of control, mm-hmm. does every damn little thing like this need? Some of the stuff is just like stupid little. It looks little thing. Not stupid. Not at all stupid. You should be aware of your health. You should be right. taking these tests. But do you need to go to your primary care physician for that kind of stuff? Well, what you can't. What do you do with this information? Once you have it, you have to go to your doctor. Well, either that or it goes into, I mean, what we're seeing more and more of now, like um, health partners is an example where you you go and you put your symptoms or your information into a a system. Yeah. And then you get common, you get results back based on what it pulls from their database. Mm -hmm. It's database of, this is what you've got. So this is what we assume is probably up with you right now. And I'm going to guess that's probably similar to what's going on here. So yeah, taking it. 
a step further after you go through that whole process. It says that buyers of the program also get access to a 24-7 nurse line. To so they health- can talk to a healthcare professional. Yeah, I guess so. But you to- can't receive care. Correct. Two health coaching it sessions. Depends on your definition of receiving Screenings. Care. Physician summary that can be shown to a doctor. Okay. So. We need... I, this to me is awesome because we need we need a lot more of this, so that pe- people need to this this puts a little bit of the power into the people's hands. People need power to take to a the li- people power to the people. We need to take ninety nine dollar. Yeah, and it's, that seems like a pretty good seems like a bargain to me. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing you have to pay that on top of your membership fee you're already paying, so it's really more like one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, but assuming you're Sam's already club. in Sam's Club, well, right? But if you're not, then you pay both, right? Um, good point. But we are in Sam's Club, so. If we would pay the $99. Well, and um, Kathleen Stoll, who's the director of health policy with Consumer Advocacy Group, Families USA, said to think of it this way. If you're training for a marathon, you may buy a heart monitor and monitor yourself while you train, but you still need to see a professional to give you a full cardiovascular checkup. Sure. So, well, I think we need to Chris, see... Chris, don't look too excited over there. We need more of this. <laughs> we need more of people t- taking the initiative to be more upfront to be more in control or more aware i think of their health i think we put too much of that on the backs of our healthcare system right now it's like you i yeah. will come in but you are responsible for absolutely everything i will do what you tell me i will not take more charge and take more control we need to get we need less people relying on the system and more people a seeing some of this stuff commercialized like this is awesome because it, it, I think it's going to take some people out of that out of the system. I don't know if that how that'll affect costs. If it'll make costs go up because there are fewer people, maybe in the short term, in the long term, hopefully it'll start to take some of that away from our traditional healthcare system and yeah. have it in this system instead, more of a privatized, well, more commercial. In in what you're saying, it fits with more affordable. Oops, the guy that I the guy that I talk about all the time, whose name completely escapes me now. <laughs> he wrote the Innovator's Prescription. You know, oh, his shoot. Name? No. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? I think so, yeah. It'll come to me sometime in the podcast. And he, he talks about what, what needs to happen in healthcare is things need to move out. And that's what has happened over decades. And that's uh, what saves money. So things that used to take a hospital stay now take outpatient. What used to be outpatient now can be done doctor's office. What used and to be doctor's office like that. can be uh, in the home. Right, yeah. So that's to that point is right. that it's taking something out of the doctor's office and moving it to your home. And there's a lot of other things that are like that. Um, so, Jeez, <laughs> you're just, you're hacking, <laughs> hacking lung cookies the whole show here. What's Maybe up? I need a, yeah, I think you better go Sam's to Sam's club. club. Part of, I think part of my visceral reaction is Sam's club, to be fair. Like, for example, why aren't yeah. health systems offering this? That would be a better offering. Well, I think we know that. I think the biggest answer to that, and this is going to get, it gets a little political probably, is that I don't think there is, when things are privatized and there's a chance to make money on it on some level, I think there's a lot more incentive for innovation. I think there is less incentive within our system right now for that type of innovation. What system? Our healthcare well, system seems to lack incentive to innovate on many but levels. Why wouldn't, but why wouldn't uh, an Alina do this? You think there's a lack of? To me, the well, reason would be that's is a good point. Yeah. they don't think that way. Still, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's not to pick on a line out, just to pick any typical system. Right, right. And also, there would be pushback from who? Every who? doctors, everybody doctors. internal, and Mainly leadership, doctors. and leadership most likely. Well, leadership because they would want it because they would think they could make money on it, and they would save money 
on the doctor time. The doctors would be like, this is something that we should do. Just like, it'd be the same reaction yeah. to mini clinics. Well, it would also take a fairly sophisticated system to have the tools in place to prove that this could potentially be profitable because mo- I, it seems like very few systems have any type of, uh, especially when it comes to a, a marketing perspective, tools in place to measure performance as well as hopefully measure what could be okay so but but clearly this company thinks it's figured it out u.s whatever whatever preventative medicine why you know and they're selling through sam's club why maybe they are doing this we don't know it but why wouldn't they go to health systems and say well brand this as yours i mean basically you get the same service it goes through your system and now you're offering this do you think that if this was offered through maybe they tried it could be 99 dollars. well it's the same service why wouldn't it be i don't know maybe they tried like we don't they know. might have, yeah, or they may be trying now. But that, to me, is the natural. It's an opportunity loss for health systems, just like mini clinics were an opportunity I loss for health systems. It certainly is, but I think both are great examples of. Well, I mean, a mini clinic isn't necessarily the same because you're you're still you still have a healthcare professional you're interacting with right when you go there. So you're, that's still kind of the system. It's just different. Um, and, but in many cases you're paying straight out of pocket for that stuff too, right? Does healthcare and does health insurance yes, cover does. much in there? Yeah, okay. it yeah, it does. Um, I've never, I haven't gone to one personally, so I, I wasn't, I don't know. Um, but in this case, this is straight out of pocket. You pay in the sure. $99 and you get what you get. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of at home tests. What's are. fantastic as at least in my opinion is to see more of more and more of this stuff come, go through this side of our I don't know if society is the right word. It just, is, to see it commercialized on some level a little bit is kind of exciting because we haven't seen a lot of it yet. True. So it's, it'll be interesting to it, see where it goes, and it'd be really exciting if it's successful. Yeah. So I just, think it could, it could, A, it's one way to make healthcare a little more affordable on some level. It'll I mean, be, in, or at least preventative yeah. health. It'll be interesting to see if it's successful. I mean, well, ultimately. If it's just stuck through Sam's Club, I don't see how they make money on it. Well, they say, yeah. Well, I mean, if they, if they were able to re. License it from anybody. Well, you got to start somewhere. I guess obviously. that yes. Walmart Walmart owns Sam's Club, which yes. I didn't know that. You didn't know? Yeah. I didn't. Sorry. Okay. Plans to introduce the health service package in its stores. Walmart does. Yeah. So. That even makes more sense because Walmart has mini clinics. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So and I'm offered in conjunction with that. That's that to me. And I'm going to guess a very large or significant percentage of people who are have either very poor insurance or no insurance at all as far as the clientele. So it's a perfect place to offer services like this. Yeah. Yep. Could be cool. Yeah. Okay. Just get out of Sam's club and I, I'll be optimistic. Well, we should try it out. I mean, it's something I could be interesting to see what it's all about moving forward. Yeah. I don't know. So I just have this like more stigma about with Sam's club that whatever's in there is second rate. Why? Like a Walmart? I know a lot of the brand <laughs> stuff isn't, but I just, the food, the it just that's how I think of it. Man, I like Costco better. The food is like Costco to me is a is the food is great good from, stuff. See, we used to be we used to be my wife and I used to be Costco for a few years, and we're Sam's Club now because it's closer to where we live. Right. Um. But I'll, I'll say straight up, the quality of the food is pretty is the same. I don't notice any difference, and especially like the fruits and vegetables that we get there, I would say are better than what we get at the any old grocery store. Wow. That's Ex- with the exception statement. of with the exception <laughs> of like Kowalski's or okay. something. You go into Kowalski's and you're going to get pretty nice, but you're also paying for it. I think you oversold Sam's Club there, but that's okay. Well, let's have it. That's what you heard. And I like to I get... want the really fresh produce for my mozzarella. 
<laughs> I go to Sam's Club. No, you go. You get like the plate of all the like pre-cut, and it's just delicious. It's it's like fresh, and I don't know. All right, we'll just stop talking about food because I'm starving. Are <laughs> mangry? And speaking of that, let's talk about a restaurant in town. Ah, Chino Latino. Yeah, doing a bold yeah. campaign. It's got a name. What is, what is the name of the campaign here? Let me bring They've it always up had again. bold advertising, though. Oh, they've they had, have. Wow. They've had some that's stuff borderline yeah. offensive. Offensive, but I mean, as far as that, that stuff made me laugh my ass off too. To be honest, like, should we give the audience I, an example? I find I find offensive here? things to be funny in many cases. They made this. So Chino Latino is a. Um, Thai fusion kind of place. Is yep. that a fair way to put it? Yeah. That's yeah. What so I one of their billboards referenced dogs. Like Dog something meat. about, yeah, like the old <laughs> stereotype of Asian food and dogs. I'm trying to think. And, and there were some that were very sexual in nature. Yes. I won't say, I won't the, I won't say the lions because they're, why not? They're on a billboard. I don't want to be offensive. Well, also on billboards that I think came down pretty quickly, probably from <laughs> yeah, the they place. did. <laughs> and when they first opened, they uh, they're in a very hip part of Minneapolis called Uptown. Yep. And when they first opened, they had um, custom made fortune cookies. Oh, that's right. Some of which were really racy and whatever. And one of them <laughs> said something like, "So, uh, like, let's pick the suburb I live in, which is way out. Savage, it's called. You can pick any of them. I think I think the one that they picked on was Chaska." And the and the fortune cookie said, "What the hell are you doing here, from Chaska?" <laughs> Basically, making fun of their customers, like awesome. you're not cool, you're not hip. Why the hell are you here? Which but, is really bold. And if you're not from is. Chaska, if you're from that area, you're like, yeah. But I think this is our place. At the same time, if you are from those areas, you know the stigma attached to them. If it's, yeah, it's less, great less from, from the Twin Cities, yeah, less in the, sub, in the southern suburbs, because I wouldn't think to pick on. I would be picking first on the like, northern Rapids. Yeah, you get that your, always gets picked. You're playing and you're yeah, no, right. no offense to anyone from up there, but that's that's, that's kind right. of the considered like the Ozarks of the Twin Cities. Yes, for, it is. <laughs> you're right. So anyway, what's their campaign? Uh, well, it's it's basically there's. I don't think it's really got a title. It's just QR codes and some kind of cool imagery, like a big billboard with an eyeball on it and a QR code in the middle, so you scan it with your with your phone. But that's this whole thing, and that's that's the point. It doesn't have a title. It's all QR codes. You don't even know what the hell it is until you've scanned it with. There's not with even your a logo. Phone. They don't have the, their logo. There's on? a logo. There's a logo. Very attention grabbing visuals, and then a big ass QR code in the middle of it. But somewhere. no copy, no headlines. Uh, not within the initial part. Once you get in, um, once you've gone into the. Oh QR yeah, yeah, code yeah. But I mean, yes. I think some of the pieces internally, like in the restaurant, have a little more copy on them. I mean, I think some even tell you that you need to have a device that'll scan this thing if you want to see what's what's further into it. Is it just billboards? No, it's it's, it's uh, well. I shouldn't say, I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's just kind of starting, it sounds like, and then they plan to keep going there's with print. it. print. I think there's print. Okay. Um, but there's, there's for sure outdoor. There's for sure a lot of stuff in the restaurant itself that mm-hmm. you can do. Um, like I think on the menus and just signage inside. Um, but I, I went to one of the, I uh, scanned one of them and went to it, and it was just this bizarre, funny as hell video of one of their chefs. It's like this weird kind of, not, it's not really stop motion animation, but it's like this kind of piece together flash animation of these slices of things of this chef and he's on some, has some meetup with some weird Brewster that's like some wise thing. I don't, it's very Kung Fu, like old Asian Kung Fu <laughs> oh, looking thing, yeah. but it's made of like cut Are up you images. Drugs? I might be. <laughs> well, but it, some. it was, it, 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 but that kind of stuff fits there profile perfectly because that's yes. exactly who oh, they definitely. are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's just from a marketing standpoint, from a creative standpoint, such interesting, it'd be fun to work on. I'd do that kind of stuff is so interesting because there's no, there's, there's no rules. It's like you do whatever the hell you want. 
that's interesting and bizarre because that's just kind of the way they are and what they do. And I don't know. Right. Like most cool. of our hospital clients. Like a lot of, yeah, yeah. Sad, like the vast majority. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> so I saw somebody post this somewhere. Okay, I don't think it was social media. I don't know where I saw it, but it was today. Are QR codes a fad? What do you think? Not, they, have, I, they haven't gone. Well, they just started. They, yeah, yeah so, they're not a fad yet. No, but they could be a fad. They Are they going to be a maybe fad? Become, in other words, maybe. in two years, will QR codes be Maybe. Something that are an important part of your marketing. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say at this point. It's really hard to say. It it it, it is kind of seems hard to like say. it's a. It seems like it's a nice additive thing. Well, it's kind of like I I look at it as the the same. I mean, do you say do you? There's people who ask that question. I would ask this question back. Is putting your URL at the bottom of your ad all the time a fad? Because that's pretty much exactly what this is. Only there you're relying on somebody to go and type that thing into a web browser or remember it. In this case, you're just offering them the opportunity to go straight to it. You're right. The one difference is not everybody knows what QR codes are yet or has the software. But you could say say the same for actual URL at one point in time. People are like, what is that? At one point in time, yes. Do you need special software? Can you just take a picture? How does that work exactly? You need, well, I think you need like a scanning. It's app. an app, yeah. Okay, but there's a bunch of them, and there's a bunch of free ones too. Yeah. So okay. It, it's it just, but you like need a, a smartphone. Really niche, yes, you do. A niche thing. It is now because how many consumers actually use it? I'm sure it's a tiny percentage, but the whole. But also, it could catch on though. It's an interesting okay. right now. It's it's another powerful component now that you can't overlook is the fact that you look at it and you wonder what it is. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's an interesting thing to use from a branding standpoint because in and of itself, a QR code grabs attention and people are like, well, what is that? I, I, what, what yeah. is this thing in your ad? Why? Well, I mean, so if, if one of your goals of advertising is just pure, purely brand awareness, even if it's, even if you don't even care if they read the messaging, just to kind of get your, your look and feel out into the community, you know, your logos out there, your, your brand in terms of how your materials look. Now you've got a QR, you know, if, if that's the goal, it doesn't matter what your ad says anyway, because you've got that out there. So why not include, start to test out QR codes and include them in there? I think, I think the problem right now is that a lot of people don't know what they are. Like I bet you $5, my parents would look at, that and think it's part of the design. But or if, something. They, if they're if they're inquisitive but so enough, more, but if they're inquisitive enough to to ask that, to ask you, or to well, yeah, read I think some fine print in the ad that might say it, then now they're going to know what it is. Once and, and everyone, they're going to be, and as that continues, more and more people know, and more and right. more people will potentially start to yeah. actually one, value them and use them. Once people know what they are, and I mean, all this that, stuff has to start somewhere. I know, and there's there's just a level of it of like again, assuming that people give a crap. I don't, you know, I don't, even, I I don't think, even think I'd go that far. I mean, because certainly you want some people are going to give a crap about your what's in your ad. It's, you know, so some for those people, then there's a lot of value in it. About. Well, you would hope that some I mean, why run an ad if there isn't well, somebody the difference, well, the difference with the with the this one's an interesting example because it relies on the QR code yeah. to get any more information. Whereas in most cases, people aren't relying on that. It's yes. like the URL at the bottom of the page. You go right. here's where you can go to get more information. And there, it, it's just a, it accompanies yeah, like the content. Stamp. Right. Well, it's brilliant for Chino Latino because people who dine there are going to know what QR codes are and, and they're the, going to get it. 99% but I don't of them are going to have smartphones, if not 100%. Probably. Yeah, probably 100%. <laughs> yeah. But Chino Latino might be a rare example well, yeah, of something it's not that. A, it's not really, it doesn't, 
lend to the bigger question of our QR code something that will last. It's a very creative way to use them. Right, yeah. right. Um, but not everybody's going to, I mean, so now nobody else can do it because it's been done in this market. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll be copying Chino Latino or seen as or copying just, that campaign just, and you know, Yeah, what's it. the difference? It's the exact same thing. So, but it's well, a really unique yeah. approach. Right. I would say people would be, you'd probably I'm be less likely to see a giant campaign that relies solely on them like this or so heavily. But I think you know, obviously, I think we're going to see more and more of them in the footers of ads and even in, in the corners of billboards and things like that. What we need is banners. an invention that, of contact lenses that are QR code scanners. So oh, when you I are, look at when I look at a QR code, I just see what's there. You're going Minority <laughs> Report on us. I know exactly. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. You need some new jeans. You've gained weight. We have a sale. We're not too far from that. You're looking good, but you're a few pounds heavier today. I know. Today. We might not what? be. Do you know what one of the most cool inventions is that's out there that hasn't been put to practical use yet? What? Directed sound. What's that? So somebody has invented the ability to direct sound to a certain point. So, for example, you could be wa- we could be watching TV, mm-hmm. um, and you two are reading in the same room, and I'm watching TV, and the sound is pointed at me, and I'm the only person who can hear it. Like so, a laser. I was just going to say, like a laser. Or different sounds are going to different people. And you this, have this, the this. device that allows you to just hear the sound? You have some. Well, no, you don't need a device on the listening end. There's a device on the oh, sending wow. end. Right. And so like, like, one of the uses right now, that, and I don't read this like two or three years ago, is for the military. Because they're thinking about using it like a gun, like a laser, pointing the sound at the enemy, but the sound is debilitating. So it's whatever it does is it knocks you unconscious right. or it makes you crap your pants. Run, run backwards because wow. you don't want to hear it. The brown <laughs> sound. People can't hear it. The infamous brown sound. Yes. The Great yeah. South Park episode. So, But but that's or like Minority Report where people are walking by and and it knows me because I'm a prior customer and it instantly recognizes me because Connect technology from Microsoft, Xbox now exists that can recognize me as a person. So it recognizes me and it shoots sound to me that you walking right next to me don't hear. That's crazy. And well, I hear oh, it's got to be, be crazy. Done with, it's got to awesome. be done with lasers somehow. I mean, because if you, a laser is a perfect example, because you, you, you don't. I mean, you can you can see the dot somewhere, but it's like you don't experience it until you walk in front of it and it hits you in the eye, and you're like, ah, God. it's a sound laser. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know how to explain it. It must be. It must be. It must. They must really figure out cool. how to use lasers. It's to really send interesting, sound. and it's it's That's fascinating. It's not like it's somebody's idea. Right. Apparently right. It's developed. Wow. Um, and the and they're very excited about the applications. But what's the movie with Val Kilmer where the college students have to create? You know, they oh, create that Real laser. Genius. That's a great movie. That's a phenomenal. I probably movie. put that like in my top twenty. That I is. Just, I'm, I'm imagining this whole thing was created by college. Have students Have you ever somewhere. seen Real Genius? I've never even heard of it. I could probably, oh. I could probably quote some things from Real is it from Genius. From the eighties. Huh? I would they'd be inappropriate. From lines. the eighties yes. or early nineties. If Val Kilmer's in it, it's, it's got everybody be. wants to rule the world at the end. Yes. Fantastic. Who's the main like guy? Who's Walter Peck? What's his What's his actor's name? He was also no. That was his name from Ghostbusters, I think, because he was the 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 dick guy in Ghostbusters. No, the the main student's name. It's oh, the nerd, the really nerdy looking yeah. kid. Oh man, Who I have no it? idea. <laughs> I, I was thinking the of the actor. professor. All I think it was Val Kilmer. Yeah. There's Val. Then there's the dude in the closet. The dude him? in the closet who is the hippie. Yeah, I can I can recognize that guy's face totally. Laszlo, or was it Laszlo? That's right. <laughs> Did Val Kilmer die? No, oh, he's still why? around. Uh, he hasn't been in anything for like years. He has, but they've been more artsy. Yeah, he oh. was an entourage. A great role. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah a couple years ago. Yeah, he's okay. been in he's been in a lot of stuff, just nothing very high profile. Yeah. At least not in the mainstream. 
All right, I think that's well, a sign on that, that we've no. stranded way yeah, beyond a, our... That's a long show. We're getting close to 40 minutes. Actually. Oh, my poor people. We apologize <laughs> after the fact. We might just need to... Ah, it's well, a once you bleep out all the swear words, it'll knock five minutes off of it. If they get yeah. bored of us, they can just stop it. Nobody stop it. it. All right, so for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Ritaco. Adam Meyer. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next time. See ya. See ya.